Hello, hello, beautiful people. I'm Haley Hilveston. Welcome back to your Guide to Love podcast. This podcast is all about holistic health, sacred sexuality, and spirituality. I have Dr. Shelley back. She is a female sexual empowerment coach. Welcome. Hello, Haley. It's so good to be here with you. I love every time we're together. It's like we could be here forever talking. <laughs> yes, definitely. Yes. So we are here today, y'all, to really talk all about her course, but also really about the fact, like, what are the costs of women not stepping their power? Yes. And like we were discussing before we hopped on this podcast, it's so important for women to step into their power, especially right now when we see what's going on in the world, when we see, you know, all of these systems that have been in place for centuries, crumbling down, completely crashing, coronavirus, when we look at everything that's going on, and there are these memes and jokes about, you know, the end of the world and, you know, like 2020. And I saw one the other day, it was like this humongous sage stick. And it was like, this is what we need for 2020. Mm -hmm. And I had a recent healing journey recently where I'm actually in a space of accepting everything that's occurring in 2020, because what if we can actually trust that this is what is needed for change. This is what is needed and required for a revolution to actually put an end to where we've been functioning from and step into a new beginning. And that's where, you know, we were talking about trust and costing what it costs you to not spend your power. And it really comes back to trust because if you're not in your power, you're not trusting you. And as women, let's look at mother earth, mother earth, this feminine that's why we call her mother so if you're not trusting you as a woman as the divine feminine then you're also not trusting mother earth so my awareness from my session my healing ceremony the other day was that if we're not trusting ourselves we're also not trusting mother earth mm. not we're also trusting the destruction negative connotation want it. I don't want to have rainbows. Wait, say what you just said. Recognize. What did I just Here, I'm going to go inside real quick. Sorry, <laughs> that connection. I'm going to go inside. I was thinking the connection's better out there, but it's not. Um, what were you saying? You were saying about the, about woman, about mother earth is feminine okay. and how, yeah. Perfect. So yeah, what I just said, I can't remember exactly how I said it, but basically when we women do not trust ourselves and that is a direct reflection of not trusting Mother Earth and seeing what's going on on the planet. In not trusting ourselves, we also don't want destruction because for some reason we've labeled and judged destruction as bad. So anything that looks negative, like, oh my God, it's another solution, it's protesting, it's this, it's that, it's violent. We don't want that. Instead of recognizing, like, what if this is actually because in order to change anything, we have, you know, the duality, the creation and destruction. 
So we're literally transmuting the energy of what we currently have. And it's going through that process of let's destroy it in order to create something new out of it. Because if you just take what you currently have and you try to create something out of it, it's kind of going to look like what we've been doing for the last however many centuries. And that's what we as women, well, men and women, whole, but mostly women, we do the same thing over and over. We tweak it a little bit and then we get the same result. And we're wondering why we're getting the same result. And as you and I always say, that is the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over thinking, okay, this time it's going to change. What mm. if we don't destroy the societal programming, the belief systems, the shame, the fear, if we don't look at it and go, you know what, I'm going to destroy that in order to create something new. We can't take a current belief system that we have and just change it into a new belief system. We have to destroy it in order to put in a new belief system. So we're taking the same energy we're just destroying it, getting rid of it. Now you have a blank slate to now transform that energy into something new. So maybe envision it like a canvas that you're painting. You got to rip it off. There's a new canvas underneath, but you can't take the canvas with all the paint on it and paint over it and try to make something new. Rip it off underneath. Guess what? There's a new canvas. Now you get to create something brand new. So that was kind of my awareness around really stepping into our power and trusting everything that shows up in our life. And there was a post that you posted the other day about, can't remember when the other day was, it might've been last week or last month, but I remember you talked about before things get better, things oftentimes have to crumble and get worse. You've got to go through that like stage of, oh, why is my life not working? Why am I not able to have an orgasm? You've got to get to that fuck it point as I say it and you called it something different but I'm like you're speaking my same language mm -hmm. you gotta get to that place where you're done I've had enough I'm ready for change and in that moment there is a little bit of anger you're angry with yourself for allowing yourself to create this insanity over and over and over again you're angry with yourself that you've not stepped into your power you're angry with yourself that you've allowed yourself to believe the lies and to keep repeating the lies to yourself you're angry with yourself that you don't trust yourself. So in that anger comes the destruction. That's where you're like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to completely wipe all that out and do something new. And that's where we're at on mother earth. That's where we're at with the protesting. People have had enough. You've pushed them and pushed them and pushed their buttons enough that now they're like, okay, we're going to burst out. They're angry. So in that anger, that's why they're destroying. That's why they're violent. That's why they're rioting and looting. So if you just repress them and tell them, stop, guess what? You're putting a lid back on that energy and it's just going to keep repeating the same thing over and over. And guess what? It's going to burst out again in anger. So we have to allow that anger. We have to allow the destruction. We have to trust in the process that this is the potency. This is the power of change. And that's the same power that we have within us. And that was one of my aha moments. Like, wow. I've been afraid of my potency. I've been fearful of it. Like, it's scary. I don't want that to show up for fear of the destruction I may cause in order to have what I really want to have. And that's where I know both you and I work with women who experience that fear. Like, oh my God, change? Talking about sex, overcoming my inability to have orgasm? That's scary because I got to talk about my true belief system programming that I was fed to believe is true and real. But that's part of our potency. We have to be willing to go there into unknown, into the dark, scary caves where we've 
sucked away all that stuff and hid it away, but that's where our potency lives. Mm. Yes, I love everything you just said because I think that um, it's like if that doesn't happen, nothing changes. No, not at all. And we may tell ourselves, well, we're changing. Look, I changed my shirt today. <laughs> you know, I'm wearing something sincere today. Doesn't that mean I'm changing? I'm embracing my sexuality or I'm embracing my femininity because I wore a dress and I haven't worn a dress before. But it's so much deeper than that. We can change the superficial. We can change what we wear. We can put on lipstick. That doesn't mean you're embracing your femininity or sexuality. That's just something superficial. What you really need to change is deep inside of you that nobody can see. That's the energy that needs to change. Not just lipstick or an outfit or something like that. But we think, oh, well, I did that. Therefore, I'm changing. No, we're changing little things. You know, it's like right now when people go, oh, with the whole current Black Lives Matter. And let's look at, you know, what's going on. Oh, if we just defund the police, is that really the solution? Yeah. You know, we have to go deeper than that. It requires training. It requires looking at the entire system that's broken, that instills the systemic racism. It's not just funding them. It's literally looking at the entire system and going, everything needs to change, not just this one piece. Not just, oh, you know, you can't do chokeholds anymore. That's not changing the system. The system is still the foundation that's going to create what's going on in the world today. So we have to go deeper. And that's where the potency lives. And that's what's scary. And that's what's costing us. We're literally, it's costing us our happiness. It's costing us our lives. It's costing us stress. It's costing us money and divorces because we're not happy in our relationships and all of that shit is spilling over in our relationship. It's costing us toxic relationships because we're not willing to step into our power to really step out of the toxic relationship because we don't have a voice or we're afraid or he's a good man or whatever our story is because we're not willing to step into our power. It all comes back to fear. You know, relationships is a good example. If somebody is in a toxic relationship, Usually the number one fear I hear about them leaving is the fear of being alone. Mm. So we really have to step back and go, is it worth it though? This fear of being alone, is it worth it to stay in a toxic relationship? This fear of exploring your belief systems around sexuality that's stopping you from having an orgasm. Is it worth to live a pleasureless life? Because of that fear, is it really worth it? That's a really powerful question to really understand our potency and what we're afraid of. Is, is it worth it? What is it costing us and is it worth it? Yes. Well, and I agree with you too, because it's almost like, you know, then you hear those people that have been in jobs for years they've hated. And then that translates to being in a marriage they've hated for years. And so everything is connected. And so that's what I always say, like, well, what the work both of us are doing is like, People never want to look at the sexual piece, and yet that is affecting everything. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Because again, how we do one thing is how we do everything. So if, you know, and that was just something I think I posted yesterday or the day before, or maybe it was in my story, was the last time you, you know, you freak out about money, you don't know where you're going to be able to pay your next bill usually you go into, okay, what's my problem with money? Let me look at my money belief systems. Let me look at my money programming. Let me see what's there. Sorry, what's there is not going to give you the answer as to why you're still struggling with money. 
we have to look deeper and that's where the sexuality comes in and that's where our beliefs hide out that's where you know we hide everything that we don't want to look at because we've disconnected from that part of our being we've been fed this programming that you know you can't be spiritual and sexual if you're sexual it's a sin you have to be a good girl you know i mean there, the list goes on and on and on from whether it's religion to even spiritual groups. I was a part of many spiritual groups over 10 years ago and I just, I saw the disconnect. They really had believed that to be spiritual, you had to cuff your sexuality, you had to become celibate. You had to, and in becoming celibate, there was no awareness of being able to connect to sexual energy and still be celibate. Because I'm not making celibacy wrong, but we still have to be able to connect to our sexual energy. And I saw so many of them disconnecting because spirituality, you know, achieving higher levels of consciousness and achieving spiritual enlightenment was more important than achieving it through our body with our sexuality. So we created a disconnect with our body. Yeah, and you know, that's that disconnect. So, so were those people happy then? Is what you're saying that they've reached this spiritual place? Well, it was kind of like a false sense of happiness because they were at the spiritual place that they wanted to be. They were on the path to spiritual enlightenment. And I've worked with a few of them since then where they had cut off achieving spiritual enlightenment through the body. It was almost like spiritual enlightenment doesn't involve the body, but it's like, we're here in this physical reality with a physical body. We can still achieve spiritual enlightenment with the body, with feelings of the body. So for me and for you as well, because I know you tap into this with the work you do, and when we help people tap into orgasmic energy, sexual energy, that life force energy, that is spiritual energy, but that energy is within our body. And as we awaken that, we're not just using our five senses, we are going beyond the five senses of our body, but we haven't disregarded the five senses of our body. Whereas in a lot of spiritual um, practices or whatever, some of them I studied before, it was almost like there was a disconnect. It was like to achieve spiritual enlightenment, you need out-of-body experiences. That's when you're really with the divine, when you know, in the astral realm, when you're connecting in your other bodies, your energetic body, your light body, like that's where you're playing in the spiritual realm. But you can achieve that through your body. And that's the beauty of sexual energy and awakening that, whether it's during sex or masturbation or as you learn, you know, just being able to awaken it, sitting here talking with you or anytime, anywhere, you can awaken that energy. It's always there. And that's really the bridge that allows people to achieve that spiritual enlightenment through the body. Still being aware of the body, feeling the body, using pleasure as like the fuel to propel you to that place of spiritual enlightenment. Mm, yes. And that's more fun. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. It's so much more fun. It's how we were created. You know, it was, um, this is kind of like, whoa, out there. But during my healing journey the other day, there was this moment where my awareness went back to like the creation of time. And my body started vibrating as though I was having this full body orgasm. And when I tapped in, it was like, this is the cosmic orgasm that created us all. We all came from an orgasm. Mm -hmm. That orgasm, that orgasmic energy, we all came from that. Yet we make it wrong. We've disconnected from it. We all came from that. The entire planet came from that energy. 
that is creation energy. Mm, yes. And then go into two, because I really wanted to say this in the video is related back to what your upcoming course is the fact that I love how you say flow, not force. Because obviously, you know, me coming from corporate America, I'm sure a lot of people listening are in corporate, how we just were taught to just grind, grind, hustle, sell your soul, basically, and then you can have what you want and go into that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I relate with you. I was there as well. I, I was masculine in how I create. I had to go, go, go and chase my dreams and you got to be a business owner and you know, I was, vo I was always masculine in how I did things until I met my husband. So for me, I required that strong masculine energy to be like, you can relax into your femininity now. You don't have to do it all and be it all. And there's still times that he has to catch me and call me out and hold me accountable because it's so easy to switch back into that masculine energy of go, go, go and do, do, do. Because we're enslaved in this system that teaches you that you need more money and you need more things and we're materialistics and we're this and we're that. And so we're constantly chasing this idea of success, of productivity, of having stuff because having stuff means we're successful because we have the money to buy it. Mm -hmm. So and like the stats, we got to keep up with the Joneses. That is so ingrained in us that we're constantly in this competitive state, which is very masculine. And when we're in that state, it literally feels like everything we're trying to create in our reality, it feels like we're forcing it. We have to go to work and work hard in order to create money, in order to climb that next ladder to get to the CEO level. It's like we're constantly giving, like you said, we're selling our soul in order to have that stuff. When at the end of the day, does that stuff matter? But you can move into this other space, this feminine way of creating, which is flowing, where literally, when you're in this space, life is more passionate, life is more pleasurable, life is more fun, and stuff flows to you. So that same stuff that you wanted, whether it's clients, money, success, it's going to flow to you because it's attracted to you. But you also have to, in order to move from force into flowing, you also have to get out of your own way. You have to destroy the belief systems, constructs, programming, of what is required to get that, to receive that, to attract that. Because even in like the beginning stages of me moving from forcing to flowing, there were still like those mind programs running like, but Shelly, you didn't send out that email. But Shelly, you didn't do enough. You didn't post enough Instagram stories. You didn't reach out to enough of your clients. Like that mind chatter, it still shows up. It tries to suck me back over to the other way of doing things where I have to just post, 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 post and do, 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 do in order to receive. And that's totally not the way. The more times I just let go, it's like, oh, oh my God, I stepped into my playful energy and I'm thinking, oh, I'm disconnected from my business. It feels like a disconnect for me, at least. Mm -hmm. When I step into that playful energy at first, it's like, oh my God, I'm disconnected from my business. How is it going to survive on its own without me? But it actually does have a life of its own. And when I step into that and I let go of that need to like be in control of it and allow it to have a life of its own, it's like clients flow in, money flows in, success flows in. And I'm like, Oh my God, look at that. But the more we practice it, the more it becomes more comfortable and less uncomfortable, less scary, less of that, like, oh, I need to control it because the masculine way is, is really like, I got to be in control all the time. And that's really what I hear from a lot of my clients is this need to be in control. And that is stopping us from embracing our potency. Getting back to that first question, it's all coming full circle. Everything we're doing that is not in flow with our soul, it's 
taken away from our potency. It's taking us further away, disconnecting us further from it. Mm. And would you say that that's why there are so many women now that are on antidepressants is they just can't even be in their body? Yeah, yeah. My marketing lady, she lives in um, the UK and she sent me something the other day. It was this meme about all of these corporate women, their way to check out, they come home and they have a bottle of champagne. Like that is their new go-to drug to just mm -hmm. finally relax and let go. So it, whether it's alcohol, whether it's antidepressants, whether it's, I mean, it could be anything, retail therapy, social media addiction, we create these addictions that give us the sense of like, oh, okay, I can just be now. Because how many people, you know, I see it all the time, I'm on vacation, like you're on vacation and you see people in the most beautiful location scrolling through Instagram and it's like the people who are on your Instagram feed are wishing they were in the location that you're in, mm -hmm. but you're too busy scrolling through Instagram because it's an addiction. And it's the same with antidepressants. Like, like why do we need the antidepressants? What is so horrible in our life that we need that to feel some sort of happiness? And I'm not knocking the physical need for antidepressants. There is a time and a place for antidepressants. So I know people will be like, no, 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 I need those. Okay, I get that. But I know a lot of people as well who abuse antidepressants. They take it like candy. And that's where we've disconnected from our body. That's where we've disconnected from our potency. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, you know, I think I've said, I told you this, I know I've said it on a podcast, is how I used to be on an antidepressant. And I think that mm -hmm. you just feel, I think for a brief period, yeah, that's yeah. fine. But like, if you're one of those kind of people that's like, for the rest of my life, there's a reason for that. Absolutely. And now, you talked about this when you tap into your orgasmic energy look at the dopamine look at the endorphins like those are the happy chemicals those make you happier than a little pill of an antidepressant is ever gonna make you yeah definitely okay so where do you want to finish this conversation with well I know we were talking about our my course coming up, which is so exciting. And you know, one of the things that I was going to start the course last week, but with the whole protesting Black Lives Matter, I postponed it for an additional week. I just wanted to be in that space. A lot of my participants and followers were really in that deep emotional state where they just weren't ready to, you know, get started and hop on board. But in pausing it and postponing it, what I recognize is now could not be a better time for women to tap into their power, to tap into their orgasmic energy. But it's not just an orgasmic energy course. It's not just manifestation course. It's a course that's combining the two, that's really helping women tap into this power that lives inside of them, re like reminding them, re allowing them to remember who they truly are, that they have this power to create their life to create anything they want in their life. They don't need a partner. They don't need, one of my things was, I asked a question of my already signed participants a couple weeks ago about look at money and look at your relationship to men. Look at, I know you had, I think had commented or responded 
you and yeah, we had talked about oh, that. Yeah. Women, when you look at your relationship to the masculine, and let's take physical masculine energy, the male body. So what is your relationship like with the men in your life, whether it's your husband, whether it's your father? And look at that energy. Like, what is that relationship dynamic? And now look at your relationship with money. Where does that coincide? And for me, that was one of my biggest ahas with money, is looking at that and going, wow. So with the masculine energy with my father, my husband, there has been this deep-seated fear of losing them. Not from a codependency place, from a place of need them, because I know I'm totally independent. I do not need them to survive. But there was just this like comfort, this fear of losing it. And when I looked at my relationship with money, it was like, holy fuck, I have the same fear that when the money shows up, there is fear of losing it or I'm going to pay it out, I'm going to spend it, I'm going to invest it. And there was this fear of like, is there enough? Is it going to come back in? So in unraveling my relationship and healing my relationship with the masculine, I was able to heal my relationship with money. And it was just like all of these awarenesses and puzzle pieces coming together and locking into place. And that's just one little like tip of the iceberg of what we're going to go over in this academy where women have to heal their relationship with the masculine, with the feminine, with their voice. We're going to be looking at the art of asking. Are you able to ask for what you want as a woman? Do you deserve it? Do you feel worthy of it? And then the art of receiving. What do you with it when it shows up? Are you willing and ready to receive it? Or have you created expectations around what it has to look like, when it has to show up? And this applies to everything. So the course, we're really going to look at sex and money and how they're connected. And yes, it's going to help you manifest more money in all areas of your life. But it also goes for manifesting confidence a body that you love, a soulmate, or if you already have a partner, a relationship that really turns you on and just goes to that next level. And even down to manifesting your first orgasm or multiple orgasms or whatever it is that you desire. So these tools and practices apply to everything in your life because it's really about coming home. It's coming home to your power. And I filmed an FAQ video yesterday and we were talking about this before we started the podcast, but it's really all about women trusting themselves. And that is where I had made this connection that change is scary, change is the unknown. So the fear shows up to try to stop us from trusting ourselves to just jump right in, to make that decision to change. So the fear is showing up to disconnect you from your potency. And how I view it, it's almost like it's the matrix. It's this big monster that is like sending out a tentacle arm of fear trying to connect to you, to suck you back to your limited reality instead of you staying disconnected and choosing your potency is going to disconnect you even further because when you make that choice to change it's like five of those tentacle arms are going to be disconnecting from you and that monster is no longer going to be able to feed on your energy it's no longer going to be able to suck your blood and have energy to survive so it's almost like you killing the matrix when you disconnect and make that choice and that is the fear shows up it's like, we're going to try to scare you. We're going to try to come back and connect to you. And I've been there. I've had those like moments of, oh shit, this is really scary. And one of my favorite quotes for resistance, because when the fear shows up, resistance shows up, you resist making that choice. And it's like, Ooh, but one of my favorite quotes is I constantly remind myself resistance is, what is it? Resistance is desire camouflaged by fear. So the fear is camouflaging the desire. You desire your potency. 
you desire to make that change, you desire to jump in whatever jumping in means. It could mean quitting your job and stepping into your passion. It could mean finding your voice and asking for what you want in the bedroom. You desire that, but the fear shows up to stop you. And then you resist doing it. You're like, oh, I get there, but it's so hard to make the jump. It's hard to just find those words and actually voice it and communicate it. So the resistance is stopping you because of the fear and the fear is camouflaging the desire. So we're diving deep into all of that. I mean, I have I'm trying to go through all the 21 days. Day one is just manifestation basics, according to my academy. Um, day two, we're uncovering all of the fears. So fear, expectations, limit what shows up in our reality, assumptions mm. that we make, reasons and justifications for why we can or cannot step into our potency, stories, and self-sabotage. So fears is an acronym for all of those six or seven I's. And then day three, what is day three? Oh, body. Because again, how we were talking about earlier, spiritual enlightenment, we need a body to actually have spiritual enlightenment. If we didn't have a body, then we would just be spiritual. We would already lose <laughs> the energy. True. We would be our, you know, like we're in a body, yet we're trying to achieve this thing called spiritual enlightenment. But without a body, we are spiritual enlightenment. So mm -hmm. we have a body for a reason. Why not use it as a vehicle to get there? Mm -hmm. Coming back and looking at this money piece and sex, we have a body, which is our vehicle to actually create money, to create more pleasure and orgasms, but also if we didn't have a body, would we have a need for money? Yet we have so much resistance around paying bills and investing in things for our body. But if we were just a soul, would we have a need for money? And we wouldn't. We're just soul. We're a spirit. We're energy. We don't need a house. We don't need a car. We don't need food. We don't need any of this stuff we invest in. We don't need to take this course. We don't need to, you know, buy that book, which is going to help us achieve spiritual enlightenment or financial success. Because as a soul, you already know everything. So you have no need for money at all. So there's so much that we're going to be uncovering around these three energies, sexual energy, spiritual energy, and money energy, because they all are one and the same. Um, and then I can't remember day four, day five, but six and seven are the art of asking, art of receiving. And then we're going to get deep into uncovering these three paradigms that women function from when, we, when it comes to sex and money. Because sex and money are two of the most taboo topics. Mm -hmm. Couples can't talk about them. They both have been demonized in the very same way. We both, we need them both. And they both are vehicles to whatever we desire. Money is a vehicle that allows us to, you know, achieve spiritual enlightenment. It allows us to go and take that class. It allows us to go and do an ayahuasca retreat in Peru. We need money. So we have to be willing to celebrate that money is a vehicle that allows us to empower more people in the world. The more money I have, the more I can create change in the world. So we need to stop demonizing it. Mm -hmm. And then the same with sex. Sex is this vehicle that allows us to reach spiritual enlightenment. When you have that deep, mind-blowing orgasm, guess what? You are boom, there, you're connected with the divine. So we're gonna be looking at those three paradigms, which are shame, secrecy, and scarcity. Shame around sex and money, because we have a whole lot of shame around sex, our bodies, pleasure. We also have shame around money, wanting money, asking for money, receiving money, 
shame around not having enough money, shame around who we are as our financial reality. We don't want to talk about me with our partners. We, you know, I read a statistic the other day that something like 50% of couples, one partner has actually hid a purchase from the partner for fear of a conflict or an argument because it was around money. Mm. So there is a lot of shame that's preventing us from receiving sex and money. The second one, scare, or secrecy. Secrecy also is like, we don't want to be vulnerable with sex and money. So we don't want to be vulnerable in the bedroom. Mm. We don't want people to know that we're sexual beings. We don't want to be turned on all the time because, oh my God, people are going to know that I'm turned on. You know, I'm going to get all that unwanted attention. The same with money. If we look at the fears of, okay, well, I can't be vulnerable with, and this was one of my stories before putting this course together. It was like, oh my God, can I really do this course when I'm still working on my belief systems? And because before I decided to put this course together, that's when I was healing my relationship with father and money. And I'm like, can I really do this course? And then I was like, but fuck, look at this huge awareness you just had and how much you can facilitate other women in having that. And I'm like, okay, I'm willing to be vulnerable and share my money story. Share that for many years, years ago, I thought money was my biggest problem, that I was just dysfunctional with money. Like, I didn't want anybody to know that though. I'm like, nope, I'm going to be secretive about my problems. Nope, I can take that course. I can mm-hmm. do this and that. See, I have money. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't have money. Or I'm afraid that I don't have enough money or I'm going to lose money. And then we also have that secrecy of, fuck, if I make a lot of money, I don't want people to know because that's going to change their relationship with me. They're going to want my money. They're going to, there's so much shit shit shows up that we got to be secretive if we have a lot of money because people are going to judge me. Clients may judge me as being too rich. You know, I've worked with women and I've had the same feeling, like raising my prices. Oh my God, what are my clients going to think of me if I raise my prices and I want more money? No, I got to play small. I got to keep my prices here to keep them comfortable. In the meantime, what are you doing to you? You're keeping you uncomfortable in regards to money. And then the scarce paradigm, not enough orgasms and not enough money. Those are the two things women struggle with. So we're living a scare, we're living in this scarcity world of pleasure. And then with financial abundance, there, there's women out there who are oozing financial abundance, but then there's so many who aren't who are struggling, yes. who are in that hustle and bustle thinking that's their way to get out of scarcity. And it's not. So, but those are connected. If, if we're choosing a scarce sex life, we're also choosing a scarce bank. So looking at how those two come together and interweave so we can untangle them and really get to the root, like completely shift those three paradigms. So then the next three days, we're diving deep into the new paradigms. So we have a new paradigm of pleasure. Like, what does it look like to live in a paradigm where everything in your life is pleasurable? Mm. And then a passion player paradigm where you do everything with passion. I posted a post this morning about the dinner I cooked for my husband last night and how I had this awareness, like, because I had promised him, I'm like, just wait till you have dinner. It's going to be orgasmically delicious. And he was like, (laughs) okay, sure, whatever. Like, just wait. And watching him eat. It was like every bite he took, he was moaning and he was groaning and he was mumbling words. And I'm like, can I capture this on film? And he's like, babe, no, I just had surgery. I don't want to be on film. And I'm like, okay, fine. But having the best orgasm, he's just like, 
oh my fucking God. He's like, I've never had a grilled cheese sandwich taste this fucking good. He's just like, oh, he's salivating at the mouth. And I'm like, that is like cooking with passion. It's how we can manifest our life. But most people are manifesting their life from the masculine way. We got to do, do, do. We got to get up every day and we got to meditate and we got to do this routine and that routine in order to manifest. So there's not a lot of passion going into our manifesting. There's not a lot of passion going to this concept that we may believe in that we create our life living in reality. But when you infuse everything with passion, with that turned on energy, with your sexual desires, that is when everything in your life starts shifting and changing. And then possibilities, opening ourselves up to receiving infinite possibilities because so many people function from this tunnel vision that I talk about where anything that doesn't get inside their tunnel because they have the goggles on, they're not going to receive. So they're functioning from finite possibilities. Money can only come to me from my J-O-V or from my online business. That is tunnel vision. What if money can come from somewhere else, but because you have the tunnel, it's not going to come to you because it can't fit inside your tunnel because you've got the walls up. Um, and then beyond that, we're going to dive deep into looking at this masculine feminine energy and how to shift how we create, how to shift our energy, how to become more balanced in both energies, because we have them both. We just need to balance them both. And then being the seductress, the temptrix, temptress and the dominatrix of our financial reality and our sexual reality. So that interesting, there's a little joke with that, that we're going to get into on that day. Seductress, temptrix, temptress and dominatrix, STD. So oh, we're going to shift. <laughs> I love it. So we're going to shift that fear around sex and money that we have this disease with sex and this disease with money where we have all these fears that you know, having sex is going to give us that disease or having no money or a lack of money or too much money is going to create this disease, this greediness, we're going to change or whatever. But really coming back to this other reality of, no, you can be a seductress of money, be this temptress. You can be a dominatrix of your reality where you're the one in charge. Are you the dominant energy in your reality? Or are you at the effect of someone else's point of view, someone else's limitation? At the beginning of the pandemic, when I was getting ready to put this course together and whatnot, I did have my husband. He was like, but babe, people right now, they don't have money. And I'm like, well, well, that's a very interesting point of view. What if people actually do have money? And when we shift our point of view and not base it on what the news tells us, not base it on what's going on in the world, not base it on, oh my God, we're in a recession. That's when we can start opening ourselves up and being the dominant energy to create people showing up with money. Because if I bought into that, if I believed him, if I wanted to validate his point of view, I would have created a reality where nobody wants to sign up for my course because nobody has money. We're in a recession, but I'm like, no, I'm not going to allow that to come into my reality. So I was the dominatrix of my reality. Mm. Um, and then of course, at the end, orgasmic action, opening ourselves up to this intuitive guidance because we're all intuitive, but our mind just kind of gets in the way. It blocks us from receiving the information from the universe and then relaxing and surrendering because those are huge topics we can't relax and surrender and trust in the bedroom we can't just surrender and allow that orgasm to come and the same goes with money we can't relax and surrender and allow the money to come or allow the body that we desire to manifest to come because again all of that mind shit that we're going to peel away so it's going to be a deep deep class like i said it's not just a class on awakened orgasmic energy oh and i forgot nine pussy power practices to help women reclaim that pussy power that lives within them. 
So yeah, like I said, it's not just orgasmic energy class, and it's not just manifestation class. It's this deep class where both are just coming together, and it's this dance of sex and money and peeling away all the taboos, all the demonization, undoing it all so we can step into our power as women, trust ourselves, and create a reality that works for us instead of us working for it. Mm, my gosh, that sounds amazing. Okay, so where can everybody find more information? Okay, um, my, my Instagram page, my Facebook page, Dr. Shelly Prasad. I have the link in my Instagram bio. And for the course, well, the, the, the URL for it is bit.ly slash om dot slash mq, om slash mq. But I believe, hey, you have your own link yeah, for so that as well to share. So post your link below so people can find the course, but otherwise all the information about the course, my free guide, you have a link for the free guide as well. And I also did a pleasure and money masterclass. If anybody wants to watch, I think it was like an hour and a half masterclass, just talking about pleasure, sex, and money and how they're connected in these three paradigms, the shame, the secrecy, and the scarcity paradigm. So fabulous. Yay! I'm so glad we got to do this because everything sounds so amazing. I'll post your links below. Thank you so much for joining me. Everybody, be sure to follow Dr. Shelley, and I will talk to you later. Bye.